Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Tuesday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us on the show today. And I'm delighted to say hello to someone that we really value on the show. She's so good to us right through the year. She's a brilliant writer and just a wonderful lady all round. Sarah Carey, happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas, Cherry, and thank you so much for that. Everyone running around and under stress. It's lovely to hear a few <laughs> kind words. I really appreciate it. Not at all. And I love talking to you. And you prompt, I say this uh, again, so much thought in people's minds with your wonderful columns in the Irish Independent and all you have to say. And no different last Saturday, as I read, and the headline said, some traditions are not worth the bother, but Christmas cards are a joyful exception. Now, I I agree with you here, but I want to start because you started talking about the traditions you don't have much time for. Tell us about those, please. Oh, sure. Look, um, there's so much going on and everyone is so busy. And yet every Christmas I wake up and suddenly there's some new tradition that Mm. we're supposed to be doing. So one of them is the elf on the shelf. Now, this entered my consciousness about five years ago when one of the kids came home from school saying he wanted an elf on the shelf. And this is the creepy little toy that you're supposed to put around (laughs) the house and move it around at night because the elf is watching you. Mm. So apart from it being a whole surveillance thing, you know, who invented this? And why do I suddenly have to buy an elf and go to the bother of moving it around at night? And then uh, what was the other one? Oh, the advent advent. calendar. Yeah, Yeah, and and this suddenly came from nowhere. So it's sweets that you open every day yes. uh, coming up to Christmas because, you know, children really don't have enough sweets, Jerry. So we really need a new excuse <laughs> to get them to eat sweets. And not only that, but a couple of weeks ago, I was outside Smith's on Jervis Street at 9 a.m. waiting to get in to get an all-important gift. And there was a mother outside and I kind of joked with her and said, God, are you getting the present? And she said, no, I'm getting the toys for the advent calendar. So it's all been upgraded. It's not enough just to have a little square yes, of chocolate. You yes. get little separate toys. Mm. I mean, have we not enough to do, Terry? And right? putting more burden on the dental system as well down the road. But there you go. That's another story altogether. But yeah. um, I, I know what you're saying. And and you know what I'll tell you, even from my children and now grandchildren, I see the way this elf and the calendar, the advent calendar, are now part and parcel of what they do each Christmas. It's cottoned on and fair dues to the people who've sold it to uh, us poor. Irish. And you see, what happens is, I remember a family therapist saying to me once, the problem, Sarah, is for parents today is that they're rearing children after self-esteem has been invented. Mm. And they think their children have to be happy. Mm. So that means where our parents could just say, no, you're not getting that rubbish and didn't care if we were sad. We get very upset if our children are sad because they're not getting the thing that everybody else is getting. So we're not able to say, no, I'm not yes. indulging in this nonsense. Yes. So this I, is the biggest handicap for modern yeah, parents. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying, and it is true, and I suppose I was guilty a bit of it myself in my own time, but I, it is the truest thing. That no was a word in our vocabulary, in our lives growing up. And, it, yes. you know, I suppose it, it, it helped us, didn't it, in a way, to understand that, that you can't have everything in life. I know, I know. And look, and I'm guilty of it myself when if one of them are crying, oh no, Mm. everyone else has this. You don't want them to be the one left out and you want them to be the normal one, you know, that's getting what everybody else is getting. 
But, you know, I wish I was stronger about learning that lesson and saying, no, you don't have to be like everybody else. And life isn't about getting the latest thing. Mm. You know, you can survive without it. But sure, look, I I win some, I lose some, Jerry. I suppose I'm the same as most people. (laughs) You are indeed. But what I love is where you say the Christmas cards. And I know in our house, and I don't do it, my wife Miriam does it, but she's meticulous with the cards. She sends them every Christmas and we get lots from people. And in fact, Sarah, last Christmas here in LMFM, I did the thing. I asked listeners to send me a Christmas card uh, and I supported the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre and I was just inundated with cards. So it showed me that, you know, it's not a tradition. They say it's dead and gone. It's not, Sarah. No, it's not. And even now this morning, I'm getting in cards from people and that I didn't send a card to. Mm. So now, yes. <laughs> so now you're trying to play catch up as well. Yeah. But it's lovely to get a card. It's, I mean, I think it's kind of silly if you're giving cards to people you see all the time. Mm. But when it's people you don't see that much and relations living abroad and something like that, it's such a lift to know that you've been remembered. And, and it's nice as well if there's a little message. So rather than just putting your name on it um, if you know you can put in a line or something yes. with a bit of news especially if it is for the relations abroad um, you know and let them know yeah. what everybody else is doing and mm. hearing the news back you know it's something like Christmas that drives us to do that so I know everyone is so busy and I'm running around here now I'm sure like most people trying to get work done and jobs done before Christmas but it is worth it you know it does change how people feel yes it does and yeah, and that power to change how people feel and give them a little bit of a lift, you know, mm. it, that's why it's worth the investment, I think. By the way, if you're late and you do get cards and you haven't thought of someone, the little New Year card, just saying, sorry, I'm a little bit late, <laughs> but I was thinking of you, the New Year card is the one to recover any lost credibility. You're right too, you know, 20 euro for 20 stamps. People are saying this year, oh, it's got mighty expensive to post a letter. But you say, and I couldn't agree with you more, Look at the rubbish we'll spend 20 quid on this year. I know. She'll throw away 20 quid in nothing. Like, yeah. it's not even a few drinks hardly, is it? Yes. You know, yes. And, um, and all the sugar and boxes of Quality Street and all of this nonsense. Like, as I said, when it's not just something that you're consuming, not just something that you're eating or drinking that's going to make you feel worse, when it's an investment that you're making in improving someone else's mood and making them feel better, I think that's a cheap investment. And then also I was making the point is, well, where is the price of your stamp going? And it's going to on post. Mm. And, you know, all the big tech companies and Amazon and Apple and Microsoft and everybody are raking in money from us, you know, all the time. And there's on post a really, really brilliant Irish company. And I've done a little bit of work with them over the past year or two. So I've gotten to see inside and got to know the management team, people like David McRedmond and that. Mm. And they are so committed to doing business in an ethical way. And they employ so many people. So you could have courier companies now delivering packages off this week, but we don't necessarily know what their employment standards are. You know, but I'm just as employing people on a decent basis. And they're doing things then like filling in the gaps when bank branches are closing. Um, Remember during COVID when they sent us all the postcards that we could send for free to other people? You know, they do great sponsorships like the Irish Book Awards and that. So I think it's a great company, you know. So Mm. the money is going to, you know, a responsible company that's contributing to the state and to our lives in an everyday way. So... It's not like it's going to, you know, Elon Musk or something. Oh, stop. Stop the lights. I don't even (laughs) mention that name at all. Anyway, the other thing about Christmas cards, I don't know whether this uh, holds with you. If somebody loses somebody close to them, uh, cards aren't sent that year. Did you ever hear of that? Yeah, I did. So what I tend to do is check. Yes. You know, I'll check with a family member and it can depend as well maybe how close to Christmas the death was. Yeah. So it is a funny one because you might think not sending them the card is mean. Maybe mm. somebody would appreciate the card. Yes. So if I'm not sure, I might ring another family member, mm. somebody close to them, and I'll say what you think. Yes. You know, and um, 
or maybe you can send something that's not a Christmas card with like fancies and happy Christmas on it, but maybe something more neutral, yes. you know, and just a thinking of you. And that would be, you know, a way out. It of would it. indeed. It yeah, would but, indeed. but it is something I, I, I'm always very conscious yeah. of that, that you're not supposed to do it. And, and not just because of it's an etiquette rule, because it might just jar yeah. if somebody is really grieving and really lonely and they get this silly card in the post. Mm. So, so check. Would check be my, is yeah. the thing. And generally when somebody loses someone close to them, they don't send that Christmas either. They that's hold right. back. And that's, that's understandable if you don't get cards in that context. You gave me a great lesson on the postal service and how it developed when I read what you had to say on Saturday and one thing made me smile because you see fraud was a big thing even many moons ago so fraud has been there since mankind arrived on this earth as they say but uh, the stamp uh, you know what I mean that you know the the, the postal mark they put on the stamp yes. to say that it's used well you know what Sarah I oh, really yeah, did so the, so, so the adhesive Yes. was invented in 1840 by Roland Hill for the British Mail Service mm. and it was the penny black. So, and this was before that, if you were sending a letter, uh, postmen and postboys would collect letters and it was the recipient paid for the postage, mm. depending on how many letters there were. Yeah. And, and it was very expensive mm. um, because, you know, the people were going around in coaches and horseback and all of this. So with the arrival of the trains, um, the development of literacy, more people could read more. This penny black was a cheap stamp. So you'd put your stamp on the envelope and then it would be stamped in the post office with the mark on it to show it had been used. And it was a red ink that was used. And in the first year, everyone discovered they could simply wipe off the red mark yes. and reuse the stamp. <laughs> so they changed it a year later. They found this black ink that could not be washed away. Yeah. But the stamp was black. So then they changed the penny black to the penny red in 1841 mm. and used the black ink in the, in the post office after that. So there could be no more fraud. <laughs> now people still will sometimes, you know, the way you'll get a letter sometime and the stamp wasn't put, yes. the post office stamp wasn't yes. put on the stamp. So lots of people will still preserve and try and reuse a stamp. They will. But, yeah, yeah. They will. And so that's, you know, if they haven't stamped it right. Well, there you go. And that's when money was in tight supply, we were always watching out for those and we used to steam the stamp off yes. and then get the little glue and reaffix it <laughs> to the next letter or card or whatever you're sending. You see, Sarah, times were tough and every every penny counted. Everything was saved. Yes. And you didn't throw things out and things no. like paper bags and string and yes. ribbon and everything was saved and reused. So apart from the fact that there was no money, it also meant there was less less litter. Yeah. You know, and we really were reusing and recycling not because it was a green policy, but because necessity obliged it. Yes. So, um, yeah, so maybe a little bit more of that now. Uh, would would help. help. It certainly would. Yeah. Well, I was talking yesterday on the show about cribs, and you wouldn't believe it's just another tradition, you know, the Christmas crib. Yeah. I don't know whether you have one, but I oh, have I one. Very I good. Delighted to hear crib, it. Yeah. Ah, delighted to hear it. And, you know, I was amazed at the response I got from listeners who WhatsApped me in pictures of their cribs. And actually, folks, today on LMFM Facebook, on on Twitter, I have posted the picture of my own crib, which people were looking for yesterday. And uh, as a foray to uh, a forerunner, should I say, to talking to Sarah today, so you can check it out there. And if you're if you listen to us today and you, you didn't send us in a picture of your crib yesterday, take it now and WhatsApp it into me. Oh eight six eighteen hundred six five eight is the WhatsApp number. But anyway, Sarah got a great reception to it, which I I, I thought you know was amazing that the crib still holds. Well, I really believe in it. And actually, I bought a lovely new crib set last year because my other one, uh, a few things were broken on it. And because this is what it's about. This is what it's for, you know. And um, so, it, fine, maybe people don't go to mass as much or whatever, but yeah. um, I really believe in having it there. And just to remind everybody in the house, this is why we're here. So I've got my wise men over to the left en route, and I've got the baby Jesus in a drawer waiting on Christmas Eve to be placed properly. I'm very proud now of my crib. I've donkeys and lambs and an angel on the top. My son did it up for me the other day, and uh, we've gone to town on the crib, Jerry. So I'll send you my photo, okay? Please do. You have the one. 086 658 I'm dying for you to send it in to me. Please do. And I might actually WhatsApp my own to the WhatsApp that other people can see it as well. Anything else before you go that you would say is a tradition? Do you stay at home for the dinner? Do you 
you go elsewhere? Do, what happens? We yeah? do, and we well. One thing I really like to do is put the candle in the window. Oh yes, yeah. My mother always did that, and always still does that. So I switch off all the other lights that are in the window and just leave the candle in the window. So I really yeah. like that one. And um, and then we do the Christmas puddings and things like that. We still make our own and wish when you're stirring the pudding. And they're so important, aren't they? Yes. You know, to do those little yes. things. Yes. And, um, so, and then just try not to get overtired and you know, too panicky. Try to keep in mind, look, it's a dinner, it's spuds and meat and veg <laughs> and <laughs> try and keep the hardest bit is serving the dinner but if everybody takes their time yes. and everybody does their fair share, if everybody does a little bit then it's not all falling on one person and I think that's the main thing, that the poor mammies aren't having the meltdown on Christmas Eve that everybody's giving them a dig out and not dumping it all on the mammies. Yeah, so and, the, and my and, message now. And the daddies, I do the dinner in my house don't forget the daddies too. Oh, good for you, Jerry. But Jerry, you're an exemplary man. Oh All my the God, men aren't as good as you, Jerry. <laughs> Be a model. Now my now my <laughs> cheeks are starting to get warm for sure. May I say? But you know, Sarah, I love. I actually, you know, I'm an old control freak as well because I like to do it and I've always done it and I do it my way, as the song says. And you know, if there's going to be conflict in our kitchen, it's if it's if my wife Miriam comes in and says, "Are you okay?" I say, "I'm fine. I'm fine. I leave me be. Leave me." Be. Just leave me alone. Leave I'll me alone. I look after things. But anyway, that's the way it is. And I know, you know, the, the dinner and the centrepiece and the family coming together is such a lovely, lovely thing to do. It really, and, really and to, although, And I will say as well, though, when we were growing up, you know, there wasn't the big thing of 25 people eating the dinner together. Like, people yeah. had their own dinners. So, you know, it is okay yes. if you just want to stay at home and have your own dinner Absolutely. and not... Yeah, yeah, get everybody together. Yeah. It can be a lot of work. So give yourself permission to do that as well if you feel like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Take a so, break. Look, yeah. I, I want to say goodbye to you now, but I again want to thank you sincerely for your wonderful input to Late Lunch all year. We love you and we wish you and your family and all there a very happy Christmas and all the best for the new year and look forward to talking to you again in 23. Thank you, Jerry, and thank you for having me. It's a huge pleasure, and happy Christmas to you and all the listeners. Thank you, Sarah. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. We were talking Christmas traditions with Sarah Carey, top of the show, especially the sending and receiving of Christmas cards. Listen to this I've just received. I have a list of folks I know all written in a book, and every year when Christmas comes, I go and take a look. That is when I realise the names are now a part, not of the book they're written in, but of my very heart. So never think that Christmas cards are just a mere routine of names upon a Christmas list forgotten in between. For when I send a Christmas card that is addressed to you, it's because you're on a list of folks I'm indebted to. For I am but the total of the many folks I've met. You happen to be one of those I'd rather not forget. And whether I have known you for many years or few, in some way you've had a part in shaping the things I do. And every year when Christmas comes, I realise in you the best gift life can offer is meeting folks like you. So may the spirit of Christmas that forevermore endures leave its richest blessings in the hearts of you and yours. That is just beautiful. Thank you so much, Marion Kelly, for sending that to me today. I love it, that poem about Christmas cards. Thank you indeed. 086-1800-658 if you'd like to get in touch with us on the show today by WhatsApp or text. Now we move on and we're joined by a very good friend of the show and I'm delighted to talk to him before the end of the year because the Irish Garden Sur- the Irish Garden Bird Survey has just uh, begun recently and it runs to the end of February next year. I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch from Birdwatch Ireland, Niall Hatch. Hello again, Niall. Hello, how are you doing? I'm really good, Niall, and thank you for joining me on the show once more. And I'm delighted this is happening again this year. But first, maybe reflect on the 21-22 survey. What birds are top of the pops in Irish gardens? 
Well, so the, the the winner, let's say, last year, the bird that was present in the, in, in the most gardens was the robin, which I think would come as a surprise to nobody. It's al- almost always at the top of the table. Um, would you believe it was in 99.6% of the gardens in the survey? And so that, uh, that, that uh, 0.4% that didn't have it, um, very unlucky because it's very widespread. But hot on its heels, we had the blackbird, another perennial favourite, and then the blue tit. So that was one, two, three. And that tends to be the case most winters. Sometimes the blackbird or the blue tit might swap around, but we do know that those three are very, very common and widespread. And we've been doing the survey now for 34 years, so it's um, got a lot of data there built up. We saw some interesting things as well. We saw um, uh, a bird called the coal tit going down the table. They've, 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 uh, they're still quite common, but the numbers have fallen. And particularly, we're worried about um, the, the, the green finch, particularly. Its numbers have fallen quite a bit. So things around about three. And when when I look at my garden, and funny, the robin, blackbird, and blue tit certainly a part of my back garden. Are star do starlings come in on the on the list? There's so bloody many of them. Are they counted as a garden bird? Oh, very much so. Yes, it's in your garden. Anything is a garden bird if it's using the gardens. We get some some, some strange species recorded. But the starling, it's it, it is a, it's quite common and widespread. The thing with that though is you either have none of them or you have dozens of them. It's yes, sort of in between, really. Yeah. So um, so it's a bit further down the table because um, some some gardens have in big numbers, but some gardens don't have them at all. And um, so it's sort of a, sort of not maybe as, as high as people might expect, but still quite a common garden bird and always always one that I like to see myself. They're kind of quite cheeky little birds. They're quite beautiful when you look at them quite close. We look at them closely. They're pretty. Man, the whistle, that whistle they do, it's like a bomb dropping. You know, it's a sound that would be familiar to people. That They seem to imitate that or whatever. But I have the dozens of them, it looks like, Niall, in my neck of the woods, whereas somebody else <laughs> don't have them at all. What about the wagtail? I have a wagtail. I'm not sure which of them it is. A little dark head and a grey chest and, a, and the tail that wags up and down. Yes, yeah, so, so we, we have a we have a couple of species in, in Ireland, but the one that's, that's most likely to be seen in in most gardens would be the pied wagtail, the, the willy wagtail. Yes, it's the one that's that's black and white, or the female that's is him. sort of a grey rather than black up above. And I always associate them with um, with places like car parks and patios and driveways, places mm. where you've got your concrete or tarmac, because they seem to have adapted to, to looking in those for for little insects and food that they would find there. And that's one that we we get uh, quite consistently throughout the survey. Um, I you know it just shows that one of the reasons we're having a survey like this because if someone had asked me, I would have thought that they were probably more likely to come into urban gardens than rural gardens. But our survey shows quite the opposite. Although they will come into some urban gardens, a rural garden is more likely to have them, which is very interesting because the bird I very much associate with, with urbanisation. There's another species of wagtail we have. It's called the, the grey wagtail, which for, for my money is one of the most inappropriate to name birds in Ireland because the first thing you notice when you see the grey wagtail is that it's bright yellow below. Mm. It's a very, very yellow bird. It's got even longer tail than the pied wagtail. They do appear in some gardens during the winter, particularly if you happen to be close to a fast-flowing stream or to water. They like to be close to that, whereas the pied wagtail will range over a much wider area than that. And I was telling you before, I've noticed the thrush making a comeback, but the last day we spoke, we talked about it, and I was telling you that I saw a storm thrush, or a, a missile thrush, in my garden. Well, Niall, I have to tell you and the listeners, last Saturday, coming towards the end of the cold spell, and even days before it, but on Saturday when I was off work, I sat in my room watching them and I was mesmerised for an hour because I still have some residual berries on a mountain ash tree, they're yellow. And this guy, Niall, well, he saw off all comers. He says that tree and its fruits are his. Yes, that's what they do, all right. And, and I, I'm with you there. I could lose hours watching these birds as well. They really are very entertaining. But also, I learn new things every time I see them. People often contact us in Birdwatch Ireland, and they're very concerned because they see a bird, a missile thrush, or maybe a field fair, which is a similar type of thrush with a grey head. And they, they migrate to us into Ireland. But they'll, they'll defend a berry tree or a berry bush against all comers, and they'll fight them away. And people are upset by this, and they think you know, that this bird should let all the other birds have a look in. But of course... This bird, the thrush, doesn't care how the, if the other birds survive. It just wants to survive itself. And it's realising that if it doesn't safeguard a, a consistent supply of berries, it may not survive the winter. So for that bird, it's a matter of life and death. And that's why they, they become so aggressive when they're trying to defend that patch. Mm, he was there again this morning. So he's there. He's uh, certainly not giving up. What will he do when, you know, my, uh, you know, trove of berries are gone and they're getting small? You can see them being reduced day on day. Yes, and, and, and obviously with the cold weather we've been having recently, um, 
the, the berries have been going faster than they normally would have in, by this stage in December. So the, the birds will run out of them. So when it comes to birds like thrushes that would eat would eat berries, well, what's a very good substitute would be apples. That'll help them a lot. Right. So if you get some apples, uh, you can cut them in half, put them on the lawn, or spear them onto branches. And birds like missile thrushes, they go go crazy for them. Blackbirds love them as well. The blackbird, of course, is a member of the thrush family too. And for some of the migratory thrushes, like the field fairs and the red wings, when they come into Ireland in cold weather, they're not. Uh, they, they come to us from places like Iceland. Uh, that's where the red wings come from. From from northern and eastern Europe, we get the field fairs, and they're not accustomed to people feeding them. So when they come into gardens, driven there by the cold weather, they don't necessarily know that the food we have on our bird tables and around our bird feeders uh, is edible. And I've even seen cases, even in the past couple of weeks, where some of these thrushes have starved to death, not realising there was food mm. all around them. Well, one thing they do tend to recognise is apples, because in the wild they would eat wild crab apples. So when they see a an eating apple, yes. they think, oh, that's, that kind of looks like a big version of, of the crab apples that I'm used to eating. So they give it a go, and then that can actually be the real difference between life and death for them. And of course, putting out water is essential too, because when the temperatures go below freezing, yes. it's very hard for the birds to find water to drink and to bathe in. Yeah, that's the thing. I made sure of that every day. The dog, the dog's uh, trough for uh, for his water solid, but every day I made sure it was, uh, you know, uh, defrosted and fresh water in it. And, and the birds actually were availed of it quite a lot. It is very important. So the apples, instead of uh, throwing out apples and that, feed the birds them and, and break them up now. Cut them in half quarters, is it? Uh, yeah, yes, I'd say, I'd say cut them in half. It's a, that, that allows some of the birds with the weaker beaks to get through the skin or to see what's inside. But but actually, whole apples, most, most of the thrushes can get through those, no problem. Mm. Uh, putting them up on the, putting, cutting, cutting them in half and sparing them onto branches, you'll also benefit other birds like black caps, a uh, migratory member of the warbler family that now is visiting Ireland for the winter. That didn't happen 20, 20 or 25 years ago, but uh, it is happening now. It's kind of evolutionary action in front of our eyes. And they would find it hard to to, uh, to access a, a whole apple that hasn't got any holes in it. But, but if, if you have one cut in half, they can get that very easily and they'll, they'll, they'll certainly devour that when they come across it. Now here's an opportunity folks for all of us to participate in this survey most of us have a garden of a different size and every garden attracts a species of bird Robin 1, Blackbird 2, Blue Tit 3 in the most recent survey but the new one, the stats will be compiled after February next year and that may change with the help of us So Niall, what's the best way I, I take it you can download this and downloading is the easiest way it is yes, absolutely. So you can you can download it and print out the form, or you can even enter your 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 data each week for us directly through our website. Whatever okay. suits you best. So you'll find the full details at barbaracharland.ie. So you go there, you'll find a link to the Irish Garden Bird Survey. It uh, it runs until the end of February, so there's plenty of time to take part. And what we ask people to do is to keep note not just of the different species of birds that visit their garden each week, but the highest total of each species they see at any one time. Now that might sound a little bit complicated, but we have instructions on the website, and we even have a, a tutorial video there linked to our YouTube channel so it shows exactly what to do so it is actually quite straightforward once you get the hang of it it's a very, you very quickly might become addictive it gets very addictive um, doing it um, but that data we get in we have thousands of people doing this so the data we get when, when everyone starts to submit their forms back to us in, 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 at the end of February it's absolutely invaluable it tells us a huge amount about the, how our birds are faring uh, and you know because we've been doing it for, for three and a half decades at this point it's interesting because some of the birds that were once very common no longer are and vice versa so it's really there's lots of changes over that time there certainly is and I encourage everybody to join in the fun of the survey your children will love it I promise as well birdwatchireland.ie and what a gift to give somebody for Christmas membership of Birdwatch I'm a member myself it's a lovely gift to give and if you check the website out there's a load of gifts and uh, different things there that you can look at and consider uh, to give this Christmas or even into the new year for sure Niall thank you again for being with us all year wish you and all your colleagues happy Christmas and all the best for 2023 and uh, our feathered friends will always be a part of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Thanks to you Niall. Oh thank you very much. Thanks for having me and a very happy Christmas to you and to others. Thank you Niall. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. That's Niall Hatch there. Brilliant guy from Bird Watch Ireland. Get doing the survey. It's wonderful crack. It really is. Oh look at that crib that's just popped into me there from Theresa Carroll. It's beautiful. It's just gorgeous Theresa. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) It's time for our Two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one. But we were so close. I'm to be number one. We were so close. Two on Tuesday. Yes, written and produced by legendary songwriter Tony Hatch, this 1964 hit was inspired by his first ever visit to New York, where he stayed in an hotel on Central Park. While there, he took a wander down Broadway and into Times Square and was so impressed 
He said the melody came to him immediately as he gazed at the lights and neon signs. On return to London, he worked on the lyrics and lined up Petula Clark to record the song in November 64. It went to number two on the UK charts in early December, where it stayed for three successive weeks. Yes, here is your Two on Tuesday, a song I absolutely love. When you're alone and life is making you lonely You can always go downtown When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry Seems to help, I know Downtown, just listen to the music of the traffic in the city Linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty How can you lose the light so much brighter there you can't forget all your troubles, forget all your cares, so go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. No final place for sure, downtown. Everything's waiting for you. 90 years young in November, just gone by. The wonderful voice of Petula Clark and Downtown, your two on Tuesday. Incidentally, that song made number one in America on the Billboard Hot 100 on the 25th of January 1965 for Petula Clark. Only the second UK female artist to do so, to make top spot in America. Certified gold in the UK and USA as well. A huge, huge seller at the time. It had to take a good one, didn't it, to keep it off the number one spot? Well, it did indeed. And here it is, the song that was number one. Baby's good to me, you know she's happy as can be, you know she said so. I'm in love with her and I feel fine. She's in love with me and I feel fine. The Beatles and I Feel Fine, the song that prevented Petula Clark making number one. That made top spot in the UK on the 12th of December 64 and stayed there for five weeks. It was unbelievable how that record sold. Chris, big Christmas number one and it was number one in the USA for three weeks too. So a real massive success for the Beatles. The number one song that Petula always says, well, maybe they should have allowed me get a week there, but that is the way it was. I'll bring you another two on Tuesday. Please God, the first week of the new year in January. Santa's little helper, hello to you. To Jerry and Louise and the team at LMFM, thank you so much for your lovely card, Santa's little helper. Ho, ho, ho. And your donation, substantial donation, I will personally deliver to the Gary Kelly Centre. You are the most generous person and you always think of some other people and some other charity each year and we really do appreciate your kindness. I want to say a huge, huge thank you to you. We are indebted, indebted to you and so will uh, all the crew at the Gary Kelly Centre and, and all the people there. Um, lovely card in this morning from Ella and Colm and the Irish guide dogs to Jerry. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being kind to us through the year. We love the guide dogs, don't we? That comes to myself and Louise as well. And thank you indeed. Keep up the brilliant work, they say. Thanks so much. And another one here today. We are talking about Christmas cards earlier on. Thank you so much for your cards. And my card back to you is thanking you on the air today. And uh, all the cards we've got so far, we do appreciate. This one comes from Summer Hill in County Mead. And it is from the wonderful Floor Madden. And Floor says, many thanks for all your support for the Dublin Horse Show. Very best wishes to you and your family for Christmas and the new year. If there's ever anything I can do, just ask. Floor Madden and his daughters, of course, the Madden girls. Oh my God, Fenu Health. What wonderful people they are. And Floor invited me to the horse show at the RDS this year and we had a wonderful, wonderful day. And I thank him for his kindness and his thought this Christmas time with that lovely car. And we wish you, Floor, and your daughters and family all the very best uh, this Christmas time. And thank you for the lovely card you've sent in to us. Uh, there's John. John Conlon has sent us in a picture of his robin. His lovely robin. We are talking about garden birds with Niall Hatch just a few moments ago. His lovely robin at work with him in his workshop and just outside as well. I love the robin. I just think it's somebody who's passed on 
close to me. I love them when they appear in the garden when we're out working there and uh, working at a little vegetable patch and that. And they're always around looking for a worm or two, especially in the springtime of the year. John, thanks for sending that in to us. Another uh, listener there asking the question, how many blackbirds can be in a garden? My answer to that is, as many as possible. And in my back garden, there's always a few of them knocking around as well. I suppose they have territories. They're not as territorial as the robin, I think, but I love to see them. And there's many of them around my back garden too, I have to say. So I don't think there's a restriction or a number you can put on it, to be honest with it. It's customary on late lunch. It's Christmas time that we have uh, a chat about the real meaning of the season of Christmas to Christians and we've had many fantastic priests who've joined us over the years and uh, one of them is standing by to have a chat with me again today. He's the parish priest of Monaster Boys, Father Paddy Rush. Happy Christmas to you. And a Merry Christmas to you, Jerry, and to all your listeners. A big shout out to, to everybody. I particularly have a few friends listening in, so a shout out to them as well. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good and looking forward to the Christmas festivities and into the new year and the break as well, Paddy. I suppose uh, to begin today, a reflection on the year just passed. You know, we thought COVID, you know, was such a challenge for everybody. And then we're moving away from the COVID situation. And then this war breaks out in the Ukraine and the world is in chassis, Paddy. What, what, what are your thoughts? Oh, Cherry, it really does beggar belief that we've gone from from all that you've said there into into the financial crisis as well, the cost of living crisis, and uh, just you know when people were beginning to see uh, an end to the to the COVID pandemic, uh, just more trouble. And it, I suppose it just brings it back to me anyway. It brings us back to this reality that the world as we have it is not perfect. Uh, we need to continue to work towards you know, peace, reconciliation, you know, mending relationships, building bridges, coming back together, coming together, coming back together uh, in a new way. And as a Christian, as a Catholic, my thought is, you know, that if the, if the birth of Christ is to mean anything at all, it's, it's to bring that hope that we can be better, hope that there can be a solution to to the world's problems. Uh, yes, it begins with us, I think, but we do need that little bit of extra help. To, to continue a COVID analogy, Jerry, we need a booster. And for me, it's Jesus. Jesus is the, bo- is the mm. booster to keep us going, you know? I love it. You've coined it brilliantly there. And I suppose, Paddy, as a man of faith and a man of the church all your life, and, you know, the church is, itself has been dealt horrendous blows and more again recently. And, and people, you know, have drifted for certain reasons. But I often feel that if you have nothing in your life, nothing to fall back on, this is only my personal belief. I, I wonder what the purpose is. Well, look, I mean, there are people who don't have faith yeah, in, uh, in I that understand. sense. Of, uh, yeah. of course, I, like yourself, I find it hard to to get into that zone. I, I don't, I don't have that uh, that perspective. But yes, you're, you're right. I mean, my heart broke during the year when I heard more of the tragic, uh, the things that happened to people that were done by church people, by priests, religious to others. I, I, again, I can't get my head around how anyone of faith could do that to mm. another person. Mm. Um, and I, I apologize for my own pulpit, uh, for the hurts that the church have caused. And I do that again, and readily so. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I think, uh, for, I think we, you know, I like to know that there is more to life. Mm. And uh, for me, Certainly the Christmas time can bring it out. But as we know, Jerry, Christmas brings so many feelings to people. I mean, there are tragedies. We look at Private Rooney's the family are preparing for their funeral. I passed that church earlier today. You know, we think of the people who are undergoing uh, treatment and, and are very sick. My own brother has been living with cancer for the last year. We've been living with cancer as a family for the last year. You know, and then of course the loss, the loss of loved ones, all those who have left us from this time last year, um, and our hearts break, our hearts break in all these ways. But for me, Jerry, as a Christian, as a Catholic, Jesus brings hope, brings hope of healing, of strength, of courage, uh, of 
as I said, mending those fences and building those bridges of, of coming back together again. There's never something that can be so beyond the healing love, I believe, of, of God and of each other. When we come together, we can do so much more than we can do apart. It's really nice of you to mention and think of all those people because you are so right. Christmas has been so commercialised and there is great joy about it and it's wonderful and all the children waiting for Santa Claus to come as well. But there are a huge amount of people that this time and this season challenge and there's great loneliness and sadness out no, there and it's it's important to remember that too, Paddy. So so true, Jer- Jerry. I was at the little tiny tots uh, carol service in our church last night and honest to God, to see the little ones doing their little Christmas songs and they did a little nativity, some wonderful, wonderful stuff. And there was a wee fella, actually, he was high, hardly the height of my knee, you know, and he was dressed in a Santa suit. It was, it would have brought joy to a stone, Jerry. Absolutely fantastic. Yes. For me, certainly, I love Christmas myself. I do. I love Christmas. It's a, it's a feast. It's a feast of love and, and coming together and family and friends. But there is always that uh, that side to it, and it is more Jerry than the than the gifts and the presents. You know, mm. we know that it's it's about you know a joy and cheerfulness and and just seeing the best, seeing the best that there can be. And I think that there's, it's out there. Think of uh, what I was struck this year, Jerry, was St Vincent de Paul had their collection in church there um, at the beginning of December, and the generosity of people was just incredible. In these hard times, St. Vincent de Paul had fantastic collections in the churches at Christmas. And we all know how many people have opened homes and hearts to Ukrainians and to other refugees. It's phenomenal. There will, we will always meet, with God's help, please God, we will always meet the challenges that are there in our world. I believe that. I, I, if, I, if I didn't, I'd call, go into a corner and crawl up somewhere. But I do. I believe it. And Christmas for me is, is I suppose, uh, another statement of that. It's another chance to, to let that Christmas star shine in our hearts. Yes. Um, to, to have the, the joyful moments of giving and love that'll carry us through the next 365 days. <laughs> yes, and and you know, you do uh, touch on something there, that uh, the spirit of generosity of the Irish is just oh. phenomenal. No matter what challenges we face, we've always been able to find that little extra to help our own and help others as well. And long, Absolutely. long may that continue. Long may that. There'll always be the cribbers, Jerry. No, sure, sure. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. And God bless them. God bless them all, you know. But uh, I went to see a great movie, Jerry. You'd love it, actually, if you haven't seen it already. Spirited. This is Spirited, I think it is. Uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Right. Um, it's out in the movie, movies at the moment. I laughed from the beginning to the end. I loved it. It's a musical, so there's a few lovely tunes, uh, and it's great. It's all about based on the Scrooge thing, you know? Yes. There'll always be a Scrooge to change. There, there always uh, is. There, and you mentioned cribbers, but let me tell you, on the crib side of things, and this will hearten you, uh, began yesterday on the show and has continued today. It's amazing the amount of people who still love and adore and make sure that the crib is part of their Christmas. That must be heartening for you to understand and hear as well. Absolutely. And, and look, I know that there are, you, you mentioned about church. I mean, I, I, it's not who comes to church. That's not the important thing. It's about who, who has the, 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 the Christ in their hearts. That's the key thing for us all. And I know that that's well and healthy and strong uh, in our communities and in our society. So uh, for me, that's, that's, not the, that's not the key thing about coming bums on seats in a sense, you know, and, and I've seen people coming back and we, please God, and I think I, I can say for sure, we'll be full this Christmas in terms of the churches. Yes. I'm looking forward to celebrating with the, uh, with the families that come along and the people who maybe don't come from year to year. Mm. You know, I love to see them at Christmas. It's great for them to be there. Yes. And uh, it's it's wonderful for us to be together. Maybe they'll find something that will maybe encourage them or, you know, support them in the course of their year and maybe bring them back another time. Yeah, and that's really heartening to hear as well. I, I want to say to listeners, from I first 
met you and came across you in Our Lady of Lourdes Church, St Peter's Parish in Drogheda. You were always fantastic for the younger members of the congregation. I well remember you started, you know, those, you mentioned Tiny Tots yourself uh, last evening in your parish now, but you were always fantastic uh, with the younger folk and, and that's always continued and it's a great tribute to you and of course working at DKIT in your time as well and many other aspects of it and you're to be commended and congratulated for that throughout oh, your you're career. Very kind, you. Look, I mean, uh, I suppose it's, it's a selfish thing in the sense I'm a big child myself. <laughs> sure, aren't we all? I love, I, love, I, love bit, I love a bit of joy and a bit of celebration and a bit of fun. And uh, we can have a bit of crack, you know, yes. uh, with the kids and stuff. And, and to allow ourselves to be childlike, there's something about that, Jerry. Mm. The older I get, you know, that's something that really speaks to me to become more childlike. I think we'd solve a lot of problems if we if we if we were able to be yes. more like that. Mm. Uh, and, and, and some of the, the ways in which our young people, I know they're challenged. You know, a lot of young people who are finding life difficult and and so on. But no, I, I think generally, if we can be more childlike in our ways, I think we'll be better in our world. Words to leave you with today and to ponder on this Christmas time. Tenure and Fieldstown, of course, are your uh, churches there. Have you midnight mass or what's the plan around Christmas? No, no midnight, no. We think it's probably a bit too late for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, the trend is earlier. So we're yes. going for a five, a half, six in the bigger church and then eight o'clock in the, the countryside, the Fieldstown Church. Uh, but whatever masses we have, we're, we're going to have a great crack. We're going to have a bit of, we're going to track Santa's progress on the screen on the big screen and we're going to do some carols of course we'll have the liturgy of the Eucharist and communion of course and we'll be facing the baby Jesus into the uh, crib so that's always a special moment it certainly and, is uh, yeah it's yeah. great Jerry can I just say to you and to the listeners just whatever their situation wherever they are this year I pray the joy of the angels the eagerness of the shepherds the perseverance of the wise men the obedience of Joseph and Mary and most of all the peace of the Christ child will be with you all this Christmas. May God bless you all. Father Paddy Rush, Parish Priest, Monaster Boyce, thank you so much for joining me on Late Lunch today. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Jerry. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. We were chatting to uh, Niall Hatch uh, a few moments ago there about the Garden Bird Survey and birds and feathered friends in general. There's an interesting one from a listener. He was saying, don't, you know, discard your apples or throw them into the bin. Give them to the birds. We put our apples, Jerry, on welding rods and then stick them here and there in the flower bed and the birds get them and love them. That's a very interesting way of uh, feeding the birds with apples that, you know, are gone beyond their date a bit or you won't eat in the house or they get soft, you know, that type of way. Yes, and they love bananas, I'll tell you that as well. If those birds love a ripe banana, they go overripe. Don't throw them out. Just take them out of the... Uh, the banana skin and leave them out and you'll see them go wild for them I promise you and certain types of birds as well you're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio and Klusky from Navin is an avid listener to Late Lunch a little birdie told me last evening and asked me to say hello to Anne Anne how are you delighted to hear you're a great listener and many of our friends are too to Late Lunch every afternoon we wish you all a happy Christmas you especially Anne and all of your family and with you in mind, we'll dedicate this Christmas classic, especially for Anne Klusky and all her friends listening in Navin this afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us each afternoon on Late Lunch. Have several messages in here, and there's another beautiful crib from Rose. Rose Hilly, thank you so much, Rose, for sending it in to me by WhatsApp. Lots of pictures coming of cribs across the northeast into me, and it is a tradition that still holds strong. I can tell you that I see it and feel it here this afternoon. 086 1800 658. If you'd like to get in touch with me on the show to say anything or send me in a little pic that has anything to do with Christmas time. Uh, there's another one from Marie says, Jerry, we love feeding the birds. And our back garden we make a point in it we buy all the seeds we put out the fruit as well for them and it is such a joy as you said to sit there and just watch them working away at the feeders and all the different birds that come to our garden it's a joy indeed and we will uh, says Marie be taking part in the garden survey this year well done to you Board Watch Ireland check it out you can download it there as Niall says you can feed in the information each week as you go along and they're just looking to get a handle 
on the number of birds that occupy our back gardens. I have a message there from a teacher talking about the um, shortage of teachers, which there is a, a big shortage, uh, uh, telling me that uh, this particular teacher went for an operation, is on crutches, recuperating very well, could go back to work, but won't be allowed back to work, and questioning why they can't go back to work. This teacher wants to go back to work, but regulations don't permit, even though he or she says to me in the message that they feel they are fit to go back and help out. And they say, bureaucracy, Jerry, bureaucracy is preventing me returning to the classroom. There you go, and teachers, well, an interesting comment. Thank you for being so honest and getting in touch with me on the show today. Um, I've mentioned this already, and we've got another message in. Hi, folks, just a heads up that the M1 northbound from exit 10, the M1 retail park. So if you're trying to get out of Drogheda on exit 10 at the M1 retail park, you can't get onto the motorway. It's blocked at the moment. There's an accident, I know, between junctions 10 and 11 northbound and there are horrendous delays happening there at the moment so if you can avoid that area in any way at all we're advising you to do so John's delighted I mentioned this Robin no problem John and delighted to mention everything indeed and we appreciate you and you listening to us on late lunch all year as well and your kindness and generosity as well thank you uh, so much for getting in touch with me on the show today uh, Jerry, could you just give a mention uh, that uh, there's uh, the polio appeal is going on at the moment? Any loose coins can be dropped into Gino's Diner in Blackrock and Dundalk. Every euro counts. Wishing you all a very happy Christmas there at LMFM Radio, Jerry. And indeed, uh, we thank you for uh, that message this afternoon. Still to come on late lunch today, I've changed me artist of the week just slightly because I'm doing a different artist of the week each day and I'm calling it Christmas Artist of the Week. So it'll be one di- a different one each day this week. I have another one for you today and an interesting one. And if you sent us in a cutie, the finale of cu- Christmas cuties coming up after three. Yes, we will be uh, judging our best Christmas pudding in the North East tomorrow on Late Lunch. I have a question there from a listener. When is the puddings happening? It's tomorrow. Our Women With Opinions are in us in studio and they're going to make the decision. Thank you to everybody who sent in a pudding. You're just fantastic people. We have so many. We have to get through them uh, this evening and we'll draw a short list up. It wouldn't be possible to taste all we have, but we will draw a short list up and then we'll let the women make the decision and have a cracking hamper to give to the winner. And of course, the prestige of the title, Best Christmas Pudding in the North East, LMFM Radio's Late Lunch 2022. That is the title all pudding makers crave, I can promise you. And uh, one uh, other thing to say as well, we'll be coming to our Christmas cuties on the show this afternoon. We have a couple of more for you to listen to and then all the names go into the hat and we We'll pick a winner today for that €250 voucher from Shoe City Castle Blaney, Ireland's number one shoe store, open right up till the Christmas, seven days a week, free parking and what a selection of shoes they have for everybody. And don't forget vouchers, people love a shoe voucher for Christmas too. Time to do this on Late Lunch. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. As I mentioned, I'm picking a different artist this uh, week because it is Christmas week. So it's Christmas Artists of the Week. And today, though many generations apart, this song works so beautifully. Uh, It was released in December 2014 by Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. It actually was written, listen to this, in 1934 by Felix Bernard and Richard Bernhard Smith and originally recorded by Richard Himber. It has been covered more than 200 times subsequently by various artists including the likes of Perry Como, Ella Fitzgerald and Ringo Starr and of course today's pair of Gaga and Bennett. It's one of the most played songs across the world every Christmas time in places where it's cold and snows profusely to countries like ours here in Little Ireland where a white Christmas is a rarity. Don't we all yearn for a winter wonderland? A beautiful sight, happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird, here to stay is a new bird. 
He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. Tony, it's snowing. Oh, superb. They're just fantastic together. And they cut a new album there last year as well. They've been working together for a few years, but that's 2014. Would you believe it's 2014 uh, when they worked on a number of seasonal songs? That is Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. I said decades apart, yet the voices just blend magnificently. And we think of Tony today. He's not too well at the moment, but God, he's such a legendary man, well into his 90s at this stage. And we wish him all the best this Christmas time. What a voice, what a performance. I'll bring you another seasonal artist of the week song tomorrow on Late Lunch round about this time and we'll have a listen and we'll uh, have a chat about it too. Christmas Cuties has been running on Late Lunch for the last week and thank you so much to all the little ones who sent us in their little songs and verses. The finale is coming up after this short break. That is a remarkable image of a crib. Thank you so much for sending it to me. Hi Jerry. this is my mammy's Christmas crib this year. What makes it so special is that it was crocheted by a blind lady. Oh my word, it's just... So magnificent. Who are you? What's your name? Who is your mammy? Come on, let me know. What's up me in again? Who is that crib belong to? Uh, please let us know. We'd love to know. We'd love to mention the people who have sent us in the crib. And that lady who crocheted it. Well, well done indeed. 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp, please. Christmas cuties, it's the finale. But we've a couple more to get in before we do the draw. Let's have a listen to Aoife Bird, who's nine, and Ushin Bird, who's four. So, so nice. Absolutely brilliant. Aoife Bard 9 and Ushin, who's only four. What lovely harmonies there together. I love it. Back to that crib. Yes, it's Teresa Farrell from Cross Keel who sent that in to us. And it's her mammy, Kathleen's crib. I absolutely love it. Thank you for coming back to me on that one there. Let's have a listen to our final cutie this year, this Christmas of 2022. It's Sadie Crosby, I believe. Hi, Jerry. This is Sadie Crosby and from Bison, and I'm missing Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, uh, uh, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell all the way. Home of Barnabas to Yard, and I'm stopping to play. Hey, Jingle Bell, uh, Jingle Bell all the way. Oh my fun of too and one has to fantastic finale Sadie Sadie Crosby we love you you're absolutely beautiful a really really beautiful thank you so much for sending it in, in to us uh, your wee song this Christmas time now I've popped your names into the the bag here beside me and this as I said is a random draw we are not going with anyone in particular whoever's name comes out and I pull it out of the bag Eamon's coming into me here he's taken the name take that with you there thank you and he is going to uh, make the call now to the number and uh, let's make the call to the number we've all the cuties lined up there whoever it is we're going to just we have them lined up here to play every one of you are lined up there to play but one of you will be selected in a moment that name I won't say it yet let's see does the phone ring and can we talk to the winner of Christmas cuties 250 euro voucher from Shoe City going to the winner this afternoon will they answer we're taking a chance here maybe they will maybe they won't but let's see the phone is ringing anyway let's see who will pick up Oh, no. Please answer. <coughs> Hello. Hello. Who am I talking to? 
It's Lily Cranny's uh, mum, Sabrina. Sabrina, hello. Do you know who you're talking to this I afternoon? I think it's Jerry Kelly. <laughs> it certainly is on the Late Lunch Show on LMFM Radio. And why do you think we'd be ringing you? Well, I think maybe Lily was in the QC competition. Yes, she was. And let me tell you that Miss Lily Cranny's name has come out of the hat. Brilliant. Is she with you? Yes. Can I have a word with her, please? Yeah, hello, Lily. Hello. Hi, Lily. How are you? Good. Will you tell my listeners again today on Late Lunch, what age are you? I'm 11. And where do you go to school? Uh, Darver. Darver School, a wonderful school. And you live in Darver, do you? Yeah. And tell us about you and your singing and music. I, I think I remember you. I'm going to remind me now of you now in a moment when we play you. Do you love singing, Lily? Uh, yes. All right. And and anything else you do? Do you dance or do anything else besides singing? Uh, I do Irish dancing. What do you do, Lily? Sorry? I do Irish dancing. Oh, yes. Lovely. So you Irish dance as well as well as you sing. Well, listen, your name has come out of the hat. Have a listen here. We're going to play you now. Eamon has brought you up here. We had them all lined up, but you've been picked up here. Here is your entry to Christmas Cuties. Let's have a listen. That is just beautiful. You have a lovely voice, young woman. Thank you. And tell me, did you you had a little backing track? Was it running in the back there, and you just sang over it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good on you. It sounds really good. Well, look at you're the lucky one. It just was random. Came out of the hat here in the draw, and you've been picked this year. You win Christmas cuties, and I have a lovely voucher from Shoe City for two hundred and fifty euro just for you. How does that sound, uh, Lily? What would you like? Would you like new shoes or boots or what? And um, new shoes. New shoes. Well, I'm sure Mammy will look after that for you for sure. Are you in school tomorrow? Uh, yeah. Oh, and are you finished then for the Christmas? Uh, yeah. And what are you hoping Santa will bring this year? What are you looking for from Santa this year? I'm looking for Posca pens. Oh, good on you. Well, I'm sure they'll be yours, please God. Come next Sunday and Christmas morning when you wake up. You have a lovely voice. Keep uh, working on that voice now as you move along in your life. It really is beautiful. And well done to you. Congratulations again. Is Mammy there with you still, yeah? Uh, yeah. Hello. Hello. What did you tell me your name again was? I have a featherhead. Sabrina. 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 Well, look, Sabrina, you must be so proud of her. She's a lovely yeah. wee singer, isn't she? Brilliant. She's a great wee singer. She is indeed. She is. She didn't indulge with you, Jerry, but she was in the TLT in the summer, so she was in the Wizard of Oz. Lovely. Singing, so... Yeah. Go into that, you? Yes, well, you see, it obviously shows she has potential. She has the voice. She loves the stage, the dancing, the singing, everything combined. Well, listen, congratulations to your daughter, Lily Cranny. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements uh, that you pick up the virtue for Shoe City. Thank you so much for That's entering. Brilliant. Happy Christmas to you all in Darver. Thank you. Take Thank care you. now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lily Cranny, the winner today. Thank you to everybody who sent us in a Christmas cutie. Really great to get all of your entries in. It really is fantastic. Uh, Let me just go to my WhatsApps before I finish on the show here. See what people have to say. Uh, Marie Marr has sent me in the most beautiful crib that was made in the early 60s. Marie, lovely to hear from you. Happy Christmas to you and all the folks as well and all your family. Lovely to... uh, 
uh, have contact from me today on the show. And there's another one there. My husband, Thomas Faye, made this crib eight years ago out of an Aldi cardboard box. The bottom part is brick, uh, is a brick wall marked out with a marker. I'm just looking at it here. Fantastic job. Well done. You are a talented person, Mr. Faye. That's all on cribs, all on cuties, all on everything for today. We'll see you tomorrow on the shortest day of the year. Anthony Murphy will be here with us. And it's the finale of the best Christmas pudding in the North East. Our women with opinions will decide. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. See you tomorrow, 1.30. Thanks, Eamon Doyle. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 231 or new Dacia Jogger, Dacia Duster or the Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Five-year warranty, guaranteed delivery and low-rate AP your finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, Things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.